0: Hey what's up everybody this is Brendan with Evoke Bike. I am the co-founder and president of Evoke and I am a road racer mainly. I'm a three-time masters national champion and a 10-time pro one state champion and that's my new little intro. I had a friend and athlete that said to me hey man I see so many new people popping up in the discord and you continue to get more followers, people might not know who you are. You should give a quick blurb of your street cred. <laughs> and I laughed at that, but yeah, maybe I should do that so you don't think I'm just some random talking head that has no idea what he's talking about and posting a daily podcast. What I wanna talk about, it's quite a good time to do so in that I just came off a five-day break, went to Denver to see some family, trip with my husband, no bike. And that's great with me. I I enjoy these little spurts without it. I usually have about, I'd say three to four of them a year. And they're really good mental recharges. But I want to talk about the food aspect of things. And what are some tips and tricks that you can use that you don't come back feeling gross. The first one for me, you know, it's well, I guess to state it, I was not always a healthy eater, and sometimes people who don't know me from way back in the day say, oh, it's so easy for you to stay lean, you know, you're just this athlete, you ride a bunch, you've been a cat one for so long, and they think that's just who I am, and I'm like, dude, I was not an endurance athlete growing up, I was 35 pounds overweight, got out of the shower one day, looked at myself and was like, you need to make a change, this is not a good look for you. And I was drinking a lot and partying a ton and that's, you know, cycling 100% changed my life. And that's one of the biggest things I'm trying to promote through this channel is not only the racing aspect of things, but just you can surprise yourself and you can make a complete 180. I hope one day to have Corin Rivera on the podcast I met her at Nationals one year the women were finishing or we were starting the women were finishing I can't remember and I just said what's up you know she is a what 72 time national champion but I always remember her tweet she sent one time tweeted when she was Corin the G people never change and I was like actually that couldn't be farther from the truth like you can definitely change and shout out to Corin she's just an amazing athlete and huge representative for the sport but so don't think that I'm talking about being fit and healthy from, you know, the, if you were blessed to have parents that knew about nutrition or blessed to to be a great athlete your whole life, this might just be second nature to you. But for many of us, it's not. And it takes work. And I remember being in my attic reading about what a carb was, what a fat was, and what a protein actually was. We all know what, you know, the macronutrients but what are they actually doing what's fueling my ride how many calories are in each gram of one how do i split this up so i can start to lose weight but ride a bike and there are a lot of things going on and the and the one tough thing with cycling is there's so much to learn from the power side and the training side yet watts are made in the kitchen that it's you're drinking from a fire hose for a while and It's why I keep saying when you're three years into the game, you are still such a newbie because everybody now wants to ride for a year and a half and be a cat one. For most of us, that's just not going to happen. That's not real reality at all. Um, You know, people want to train for two years and be top 20 Belgian waffle ride. If you can do that, phenomenal, more power to you. But if you have a little bit more patience and you realize that endurance sports don't Always work that way. Again, for the most of us, it just takes time. Can't turn the heat up to bake the cake faster. So let's talk about cake. If I go on vacation and I take five days off the bike, my number one thing is when I get there, I'm looking for a grocery store to have snacks in the room that are not garbage because I know I'm going to be eating out at a restaurant. I know I'm going to be walking by someplace and I want to get some whatever treat it is. I don't want to feel guilty about it, but if I'm just loafing around getting ready in the morning and I've already had breakfast, I always go and I buy some apples, I buy some grapes, I buy some bananas, I'll buy some mixed nuts or like I really like cashews and I know cashews aren't as good for you as almonds. I actually don't know why I should Google that, but this is what I hear. So I eat almonds more often. Might buy some raisins. Just having those snacks around and having an apple in my bag helps me reduce the frequency of the bad eating. Now, another one that I don't like to talk about too much because I have, I've never actually said I have a problem with alcohol, (laughs) which is probably a problem. When I drink, I drink like I ride. And that's why I stopped drinking. It's just, it just got old. I was tired of being tired. Um, I'm actually, I signed myself up for, a thousand days of sobriety just because it sounded like a really long time and someone said to me when I said that like would you seriously do that I'm like well your action actually makes me really want to do it so yeah I'm gonna do it today's day one so I'm at like I don't know day maybe I'm over 650 because somebody asked me about that the other week they're like you still sober and it's been incredible. The So on alcohol point, I don't want to preach about it because I don't want people to think I'm anti-alcohol. I'm anti-alcohol for me because it's not taking me where I'm going. But if you're on vacation and you drink, try to limit it a little bit. Like if you're somebody that wants to go get smashed, maybe you don't do that every night. You know, you're going to feel like garbage. You're going to come back. Those are the worst emails to get like, hey, just got back from my break. Oof, I think I need a break. It's like, dude. Did you have to get that hammered? So enjoy the drinks. I would recommend drink earlier in the day if you can, you know, where, run it through your body. So when you go to sleep, you actually get good sleep. Going to bed hammered is horrible. So that's all I'm going to say on alcohol. But that's obvious. If you can limit that, that's a huge thing. But go have fun. Do what you got to do. So, But I would try to come back ready to train, you know, maybe front end that even more in the vacation. Give yourself two days to sober up if that's your jam. I don't think it is for a lot of people on the station. But at the same time, I know a lot of cyclists that when it's the off season, that is their turn up, go crazy time. And limiting that on the macro and micro is a good thing. But back to the food. The treats that I tend to go for, I try to minimize how bad they are. And the timing again. I try to eat the worst stuff. And really my worst stuff. I am a sucker for... Chips, and I'm a sucker for cookies. Now, however, my brain has changed a little bit since I've gone on this no sugar, no added sugar, no artificial sugar, except for when I'm riding a bike on long rides. That has really changed my mindset. I really don't crave or want cookies anymore, but tortilla chips, the number of chips I ate this past week was... I don't even know what the word would be. I don't want to say gross because it wasn't really... Just all the dips you could use, all the guac, all the salsa. It was this fresh homemade bag. And I saw the quantity and was like, ooh, man, that is a big bag of chips. But it was great. And you know what? There's that thing in your brain that's like, oh, I shouldn't be eating another handful of these. But I'm going to do it this week. That's okay. I mean, let it run wild. Because now I'm back home and I'm like even more hungry to Eat healthy, eat clean, stay focused as an athlete. I think letting your mind wander for a few days is a good thing. We can't always be on. That being said, I don't think I got dessert once on the vacation because I had already had like my chips and I had, I'm trying to think what else did I eat? Um, You know, it's really, it's really chips to be honest with you. Uh, I don't. Oh, I did eat a couple pieces of candy. We were at a Halloween thing and there were some Starbursts. And so I was like, you know, what? screw it. I'm gonna break the sugar thing and I'm gonna eat these. Had a couple Starbursts. Like I didn't really go bonkers because I was satiated from eating like chips at like 10 a.m. It's weird, right? But then by the time I went to dinner, if you want to have a burger, if you want to have something that you or like pizza when you're not riding, I wouldn't eat pizza when I'm not riding. Um, because I want to be an athlete. I want to be the best that I can be. I'm almost 40. Like I need to be smarter with, I don't just immediately burn everything anymore. I know that's lame and old, but so go to the grocery store time when you're going to eat the bad foods and also pick the like better option of the bad food. I think chips are better than eating a piece of cake, all the sugar, all the added fat, Chips are just like oil and hopefully masa or corn flour or potatoes, whatever it is. I had posted this on Instagram, and there were a couple things that people asked me to talk about. One person said, let them eat cake, but portion it for success. Boom. I think that's exactly what is in line with what I'm trying to say. This was a great recommendation. Consume lots of water. Definitely. Beyond the water, fizzy waters. I would say... If there's a drink that you like that you don't normally buy... Like, I don't... When I go to the grocery store, too, I go to, like... I try to go to a fancier one just because it's things that I don't spend a ton of money. I'm a pretty frugal person just by nature. Well, I say frugally balling. That's... Dave Richardson would debate that with me. Um, But, you know, buy the expensive coffee. Buy the expensive water. Buy something new. Try something new. Just go wild with it and... I think having those snacks with you along the way is super helpful. Then someone said what's the must have supplements? I still take the mushrooms. I still use lactigo cuz I'll try to lift, you know, be active while you while you're on vacation. Walk as much as possible. Get in the gym early in the morning. One of my workouts was I went and walked an hour at 5:30 a.m. I think. Just because I wasn't sure what we'd be doing that day, I didn't want to be thinking about, oh, am I just sitting around? Am I just like, you know, kind of touring around, not really getting my heart rate up? And it's nice to just put that notch in your belt and be done with it. So the mushrooms, uh, the Hello Blue CBD I use, and the to go, those are my must-haves. Best snacks, I think whatever you want to eat, you know? We just kind of covered that. Just whatever you think is going to be a little devious, things that you don't eat at home, Now, if you're trying to say best snacks for when you're trying to, in race season, tons of veggies, tons of fruit. I eat a lot of raisins and almonds, probably a ridiculous amount, but I burn so many calories on the bike that the dried fruits really help just making it possible to eat enough carbs. Grapes are awesome. Whole foods, natural stuff. I really, the no sugar thing got me into the mindset of if I don't know what it is on the label, I've really tried to avoid it and cut it out and just find a substitute. I even went and found no sugar ketchup, which I thought would taste gross. It tastes better than ketchup with sugar. I'm blown away by that. And I think this is a good one. What to cut back on when not riding. I eat a pretty varied diet and while I preach carbs for training carbs are so necessary what do i cut back on when not riding just the portion the amount that i eat you know i do eat meat i don't eat it every meal i don't eat it every day but i feel better when i eat meat and it's not huge amounts of it you know if i was gonna eat a steak i try to keep it four to six ounces any more than that now and it's like this is a lot of meat Chicken, if I do a huge ride on the weekend, I will eat more chicken, but really carbs are always in my diet. I'm never not eating carbs. I don't find that the benefits from intermittent fasting work for me. I'm not saying it's bad. This is my end of one, you know, opinion on it. And I don't think carb-restricted training is great for 95% of athletes. There's just so many more ways to make gains than walking on that fine line. But I'm not poo-pooing on that tactic if you want to use it. I just also found it very interesting that even the pros, and you know I'm someone that's not like, oh, the pros do it, we got to do it. But even the pros who have nutritionists, the top coaches in the world, all these people around them to help them sort through the nitty-gritty and their life is only cycling – They have the three of them that have commented have all said, but that's the cherry on the top last thing you need to do to try and get faster. And even then it's hard to execute. So if you're an amateur with a day job and a family and you have all these other responsibilities and you're not just riding and recovering personally, I wouldn't recommend it. I don't recommend it to any athlete. If an athlete wants to do it, I'm on board with them experimenting with it, but it usually does not end well from the ones that have tried it. And they're like, this is harder than I thought it was. But give it a shot. You know, maybe it's for you. I don't know. And that comes to, I think, the last point that's not nutrition. Had somebody reach out and they made the comment, my last coach was either their way or the highway. And I ended up having to take the highway. Every coach should honestly be always learning. I think that's one thing that hopefully our athletes would say we do well at in that we are all trying to learn more and get better because we are athletes ourselves. And shout out, if you saw on Instagram, we just added Andy Bach to our coaching roster. I'm so pumped to have him on. Another athlete out of Slovenia, pro cyclist, uh, tons of experience. We're all trying to level up and we all want to learn more so that we can do that for ourselves, but also for our athletes. And... With that being said, I think we all need to remember that training with power is such a new science. What we do in five years will probably be different than what we do right now, simply because we're going to learn more. We're going to be able to dial things in more. One thing that's interesting well, this is getting a little long, but you know, even the software that we use, it's nowhere near perfect. People look at WKO or Golden Cheetah or whatever software we use as the Bible. Intervals.ICU as the Bible. The prescriptions are the Bible. Their FRC number in there is who they are. Their FTP number is, oh my God, it went down 10 watts. And why is that? And what it's... There's only so much output that it can provide based on the output that we put in. And we're giving it too much credit. And... One reason I have a coach, you know, I talk about Tom a lot and I have had many requests to get him on the podcast. We will work on that. Podcasts aren't necessarily his thing, but I will twist his arm. He's been busy putting out his um, PDF that he just put out and racing a ton for the hill climb season. But one reason I have a coach besides what I've always said is having someone there to see that there's a 30,000 foot overview. Um i made the comment before that I don't need him to put the workouts in there for me. I should make, I should correct that a little bit. I love having someone prescribe the workouts for me. So I don't have to think about it because he has that 30,000 foot overview. What I more meant is that having the experience that I have from being coached by many people, training myself, being the athlete, I know workouts that work for me the biggest aspect is when to do what workout and having someone there to help me not do workouts when I don't need to be doing them. So there is, an, there is a micro use for a coach in that aspect. I more preach like, hey, if you're riding your bike and you're getting varied stimuli in there, that's gonna be really beneficial. I just personally find the macro side of a coach much more useful for me. I think, that, I think a lot of my athletes, it might be a mixed bag. Newer athletes, they more need the day-to-day, what should I do? But athletes that I work with, after a few years, I can tell just the way they talk to me and the questions that they have for me. It's more big picture macro cycle type questions and we more work together on dialing in the nitty gritty. That being said, a perfect example is I had an experienced cyclist going into a huge event and I could tell he was starting to overthink his taper it was one of his first, because of COVID, one of his first big major A events, and he put together the taper, and I had f- serious questions and reservations about it, and he was like, well, and you just his talking through it, you could tell he was nervous about, am I doing too much? Am I doing enough? Am I ready? And I was like, why don't we use what you use for this race, X, Y, and Z? Why would you change it now? Just because it's an A race, like, do the same things that have worked before, and he's like, man, this is why I have a coach. And those conversations, those little poignant pieces, that's what I use Tom for. So we'll definitely try to get him on the podcast. Maybe I'll send him this one to let him know I need to twist his arm a little bit. But I digress a little bit on this one. But I think it's really important. Take a break from mentally being an athlete in the kitchen for a few days every few months. Choose to have good foods around you still. Choose, ooh, another good tip. Have sweet and salty. Like, that's why I get some nuts and some fruit. You get the sugar, natural sugar, the salt. It tastes good. It usually satiates any cravings. Limit the alcohol. Get the expensive coffee, some crazy teas, whatever you're going to do. Have fun. Choose the worst of the evils out there. I don't, and, you know, if you eat two cookies, you don't need to eat ten. I think one thing that I'll use and if I go somewhere and like holiday time, My family has a lot of treats around. I might take a bite, go walk away from the kitchen, eat it, let it sit, and just ask myself, how good was that? Do I need to eat a whole one or do I want to be fast next week? Do I want to come back ready to train and be hungry to train and be, you know, do I want to be an athlete? And sometimes I'm like, that totally wasn't worth it. That was stupid. I'm really glad I just didn't eat that whole piece of cake. Instead, I just had a bite. So maybe you just need a bite. But do whatever you got to do. And I know... I'm speaking from, what is this, year 15 of training, 14 of training, that my mindset here was not where it was back in year four and five. I mean, that's when I was still going wild, buck wild during the off season. So just like the progression in training, the progression in the diet takes time and you'll learn more about yourself and just keep going year after year after year. You're starting to get mature in the sport when you're at like year five or six, I'd say. When you're at year two or three, you are a newbie baby. That's not a bad thing. That should excite you that you've gotten wherever you are at and you have so much more to go. And I'm pumped to see where you take that. Thanks for listening. Please share the podcast if you like it. And please leave us a review. I swear, we need them. It helps us out so much. And tell your friends. And join the Discord. I got a lot of requests today. See ya.